Welcome to Daily Interlake News Now. I'm your host, Taylor Inman. We're taking a look at some of last week's biggest headlines and what's coming up for the Flathead Valley. We're heading to the Northwest Montana Fair this week for our deep dive into their beef cattle judging. I spoke with fair officials and young steer handlers from 4-H and the FFA during the showmanship competition. But first, here's some headlines. Safety and technology levy requests for both Kalispell Public Schools elementary and high school districts will go before voters in October. Roughly 45,000 ballots will be mailed out to voters on September 18th and are due back October 3rd, Election Day. The four levy requests will be on the books for 10 years if passed. This is the first time KPS has put a safety levy before voters. On Tuesday, administrators and board trustees discussed how specific they want to be in detailing publicly what funds will be used for without adversely affecting student and staff safety. The safety levy amounts include deficiencies or vulnerabilities identified in a safety audit conducted last year, according to KPS Assistant Superintendent Peter Fasaro. The levy amounts of the elementary safety and technology levies are both approximately for $1.5 million. If approved, owners of homes with assessed market values of $300,000 can anticipate annual taxes to increase by $63.18 for each levy or for a total of $126.36. The district noted that the technology levy would replace an existing one that ends the school year. The high school district is asking voters to approve a $1.6 million safety levy. If approved, owners of homes with assessed market values of $300,000 can expect an annual increase of taxes by $27.54. The high school technology levy request is for $1 million. If approved, owners of homes with assessed market values of $300,000 can anticipate an annual tax increase of $17.21. According to guidance provided by the Office of Public Instruction, a safety levy may be used for various improvements and maintenance, including staffing, such as school resource officers, counselors, consultants, architects, and engineers, or it can be used for programs like active shooter training, threat assessments, and restorative justice. As the name implies, technology levies are limited technology-related expenses, such as purchasing and maintaining equipment, like computers, networks, and staff salaries and training. Only Kalispell votes on elementary levies. The high school levies will be decided on by voters both in Kalispell and 13 surrounding rural school districts that send students to Flathead and Glacier High Schools. Glacier National Park officials are asking for public comments on its pilot vehicle reservation system amid renewed scrutiny of the program in recent months. Comments and concerns will be accepted through September 30th, according to a press release issued by Park Administration. Officials plan to use the information gathered to inform their approach to operations in 2024 and the upcoming summer season in particular. The park will host a series of virtual and in-person public meetings in late August to review data collected during the pilot program's implementation. Officials will be on hand to field questions from the public. Glacier National Park is in the third summer of its pilot vehicle reservation system, which was first implemented for the Going to the Sun Road and later expanded to include other major entrances. Initiated in the summer of 2021, the reservation system served as a response to increasing issues with traffic congestion, including backups onto US-2 and the effect on park resources from high concentrations of people in its most popular areas. While park officials maintain that the reservation system has improved visitor experience, critics like U.S. Representative Ryan Zinke contend the program limits access to area residents, among other concerns. 
Zinke has emerged as an outspoken opponent of the pilot program and introduced an amendment to the fiscal year 2024 Interior, Environment, and Related Agencies funding bill that would remove the system. Park officials argue that the data they have collected show that local residents still enjoy access to Glacier and have certain advantages over other visitors, such as planning for the weather and entering the park year-round. A virtual meeting will take place August 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. A link to join can be found at the bottom of the article on our website. An open house will be held at the St. Mary Visitor Center on August 28th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. And another open house will take place at the Cedar Creek Lodge in Columbia Falls on August 29th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Three hours of public comment, discussion, and debate were not enough for the Flathead County Planning Board to reach a decision on whether or not to recommend the approval of the planned North Shore Woods housing development in Big Fork as they met in Kalispell last week. With an overflow crowd keeping many out of the meeting room, the board spent more than two hours deliberating whether or not to grant a zone change for the project before tabling the decision and later tabled two additional requests from Longbow Land Partners Incorporated and its representatives WGM Group. Located between Peaceful Drive and Big Fork Stage Road, the currently vacant area is proposed to be developed by Longbow Land Partners LLC of Jackson, Wyoming. The company intends to build 125 single-family units on the property and is asking the county to cut the required lot size in half to do so. The Big Fork Land Use Advisory Committee voted to recommend denial of the three proposals, but the planning board was quick to point out that Blue Act's decision is merely a recommendation and nothing more. Blue Act Chair Susan Johnson said, quote, The planning board was a long meeting and it was very frustrating. I'm very disappointed that the public's input didn't seem to have any weight at this meeting, end quote. The planning board will consider the three requests once again at its September 13th meeting, when the board should decide whether or not to recommend the approval of the request to the Flathead County Commissioners, who have the final say in the matter. It's news to no one that we're in full swing of our fire season up here in northwest Montana. With several fires burning throughout the region, read the Daily Interlake or catch our News Now Fire Update podcast to get the latest updates. Uploaded nearly every day during our active fire season, we bring you a wrap-up of the day's fire activity. Now for our deep dive, let's take a trip to the fair. On Wednesday, I went down to the Northwest Montana Fair to check out the beef cattle judging. I spent some time checking out the floor culture building and stopped by to say hello to the chicken, ducks, and turkeys before moving on over to see the steers. It was a hot August morning during the beef cattle judging on Wednesday, but young competitors with 4-H and Future Farmers of America barely broke a sweat as they showed off their hard work to fairgoers and judges alike. What makes a good beef cow? According to Beef Barn Superintendent Caitlin Bennett, judges are looking for, quote, a nice large frame steer who's going to have a good yield and some good quality market meat. But for young people to walk away from the ring with a blue ribbon, they have to have more than just a good looking steer. For showmanship, the handler is judged on the training of the animals, as well as their own appearance and behavior while they lead their animal around the ring. If a steer isn't used to the crowd, it can really throw off their game. 16-year-old Alexis Johnson has been showing steers for three years. Sometimes steers aren't cooperative and it's the handler's job to keep their cool. The best thing to do is just like stay calm like because the animals react off of how you are. Yeah. So if you freak out then the animal will freak out. I just like to stay calm and just like try to reset us. Going a little circle. Washed, brushed, and ready to go, steers and their handlers line up to promenade around the ring before Judge Mary Morris. 15-year-old Carson Parrish got Morris's attention during his first round. He was awarded a blue ribbon and invited back for finals. He's been bringing Sears to competition for four years and previously raised hogs for two years. He says his favorite part of the process is seeing his hard work pay off at competition. I don't know. I like the, I like the ending result. 
the butterflies at the beginning kind of get me worried, and then I like having those go away after the after I'm all done. So. 15-year-old Ion Plummer also won a blue ribbon on Wednesday and was invited back for finals. A veteran to the competition with eight years under her belt, this year she brought a steer she raised all the way from birth. The process of raising a steer for market really shows young people the ins and outs of the beef industry, according to Bennett. She said they get to see it play out, and competitors get the benefit of being near industry experts as they learn animal husbandry. Um, again, they get to see from the, the producer standpoint and buying their cattle from a producer, um, but they also are becoming producers themselves by following a feed program and producing cattle that then will be sold in an auction. So they get to see every aspect, and even from calves being born all the way to cattle being processed and butchered. Plummer says she loves animals but hasn't quite decided whether or not to pursue agriculture as a career. But as her steer cannon continually moves throughout her trying to speak, it sends home the fact that her time handling has taught her a lot of patience. I've learned that you have to have a lot of patience to be able to do this and it's a lot of hard work. It's not something you can get away with, with just doing a lazy job because it shows in the end and you have to put in all the work and it just I've learned through the years just to always put in the best effort because <laughs> that's what you'll get back. Find competition results from the Northwest Montana Fair on the Daily Interlakes website. Let's take a look at what events are coming up this week. Remember, you can find karaoke nights, art classes, live music, and anything community-related by going to dailyinterlake.com events and exploring our events calendar. And for business owners and event organizers out there, it is totally free to sign up and start posting your events for the entire region to see. The Whitefish Trail Hootenanny will be held August 25th in Depot Park in Whitefish from 5 to 9 p.m. The event celebrates local trails and open lands with live music, local beer, food trucks, a raffle, and kids' activities. 100% of the profits support the Whitefish Legacy Partners, the Whitefish Trail, and local conservation lands. There will be live music, craft beer, as well as a raffle that includes prizes like two round-trip tickets on Alaska Airlines, a mountain bike from Glacier Cyclery, a season ski pass to Whitefish Mountain Resort, and many more. Tickets are $20 pre-sale and $25 at the door. Kids 12 and under are free to enter and should bring their bike and helmet to ride the kids' bike obstacle course. A fundraiser to support the snow bus is taking place in Depot Park in Kalispell on the 25th as well. The Summer Snow Bus Brew Fest will feature great local brews, food trucks, and live music. Tickets cost $25 in advance and $30 at the door. Advanced tickets can be purchased at Sportsman Ski House locations, Bonsai Brewing, and Whitefish Mountain Resort. And don't miss the last Riverbend Concert Series show in Big Fork this weekend. On Sunday, August 27th at Sliders Park in Big Fork, musician John Philaritis will close out the popular Summertime Concert Series. The show starts at 7 p.m. Thanks for joining us. News Now is a podcast from the Daily Interlake. We're proud to be the largest independent newsroom in Montana and the oldest paper in the Valley. Consider becoming a subscriber to support our work. Call Circulation at 406-755-7018 or go to the Subscribe tab in the top right corner of our website. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode of The Pod. Everybody stay safe and have a great week.